Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another night of late night cruising. I'm your host, Rick Easley. With me, I have the lovely assistant. The star, Brian underscore Thickbear. I am here. I am here. I'm ready to dominate. One day he's going to let me introduce him, but, you know, we'll see. You know what? I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't do it justice, don't you see, sir? Exactly. Anyway, continue on with our all the wonderful websites they can find us on. Um, you can find us on Late Night Cruising, on social media, all, all three social medias. We also have a Facebook group. Uh, on Instagram, it's Late Night Gay Cruising, no G at the end. And on Twitter, is Late Night Cruise. Uh, I just want to spell Late Night in the C R U I S N. But you'll find us. Uh, especially if you follow Bright underscore Thick Bear on Instagram, because, I mean, on Twitter, because now we're. we're uh, a, a huge supporter of his work, his art, his visual, his visual composition. That's it, and I will be retweeting all the late night cruising uh, things and starting to spread that. But Rick, uh, you know what's really important though? I want to say is you talked. So the website I just learned this the other night. Still working. Still is yeah. still a work in progress. I'm sorry. I thought I have more updated information by now, but but the website it's like start, is it's like start from day one almost. Like I've been, so I've been trying to. It's late night cruising. Dot com. Dot com. So no so www late night cruising. Well, I think if you still do the www, it redirects to the late night cruising. Okay. So it's so either late or. Night cruising. Dot com. Because the websites I've heard is how men. Uh, I actually went to gay parties, which I I was telling the gentleman I was talking to last night at uh, my job here as a bartender. Uh, at the Eagle Wilton Manors. Um, no pun intended, just a bartender. Trust me, I'm trying. Uh, they are a different breed. But it's okay. Oh, wait, what? Um, I was talking to these two men, and I was talking to them about, uh, they were talking about parties, and they were talking about wicked gay parties. And I was telling them how, you know, uh, me and Rick Easley were late night cruising, and uh, wicked gay parties. I was telling them how in, in the promoting world of gay parties, it's not a competition. We kind of all do, in a way, work together in that the thing is, people like me and Rick are trying to bring back the gay world that we once all had of sex positivity, sex freedom. You know, gay men who were going to sex parties or jockstrap parties to go to them, not to judge others. So the thing with, like, basically anyone who's running a website, I was saying to this gentleman, anyone who's running a website promoting, trying to show men where to find gay cruising parties or where to find underground gay sex parties. We're all clearly on the same journey and path here. And even when it comes to this new world of, you know, the paid for apps, the thing is, even even with that, like I said again, it, it, it's not competition because it's apples and oranges. You know, you paying $4.99 with our site or $4.99 for theirs or $15, no pun intended, dollars for uh, scruff, uh, squirt, excuse me, it's apples and oranges. Each site's going to have something different and something, uh, but also the same. Because I said, too, like I was telling them, like, you know, when a party comes out, I, me and Rick always say this to these promoters who we were trying to help. Baby, you're helping us as much as we're helping you. We want another flyer on our, our, our website to show men where to go, but also is we're helping you. I always get so... Um, you know, I, this is a little off topic, but it's not, you know, for all of our listeners who don't work in this industry of gay nightlife and, you know, being, I'm going to say it, front runners for the gay sex world and gay nightlife world, so many of them don't understand this is not a competition. We all benefit and win from working together. You know, it's so funny, I'm not trying to put any pun, but like at the Eagle where I work, oh God, it's so bad we fired. I keep on trying to do things I used to do in New York City at my home that I love the cop. And the thing was, I used to always say this to people. People used to always like, oh, why don't they pay you? You don't understand. It's not like I love it, but I do get paid. The bigger my parties are, the more people come in, the more money I make as a bartender, promoter, host. Same thing with the Eagle. I keep on trying to explain to them, I'm not trying to be a manager. I'm not trying to be the promoter. I'm not trying to be someone of power. I want to do this because I want to make more than $18 on a Sunday night in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, at the Eagle in a jockstrap and harness naked while two men walk in just to talk to me, not even get a drink. 
because really they just see me naked on Twitter. What the fuck am I? You see what I'm saying? You know, that's my, my thing is that a lot of these people, they don't understand and late, uh, Wicked Gay Parties, which I'm giving a shout out to them. I love them because I remember when I used to, when I began back before the apocalypse ruined all of our lives and I was a promoter in New York City and I had my dream job and kind of loved my life. Why the fuck? Uh, whenever I used to promote our parties, I would also always do at late night cruising, at Wicked Gay Party, at Guts. Remember Guts? They're another one. Because the thing is, it's not a competition because really, back then, even all of these men, the uh, groups I named, we weren't making any kind of money or from it. It's that we really are people who, we, like I said again, like the whole reason why we're doing our paid for app site, Brian underscore Thick Bear, Brian Buffelli, has been on the street corner and wished I had a late night cruising. You know, same thing with before, you know, I, like the guy who runs Wicked Gay Parties, right, I talk to him a lot. He, he does, he's like, I wish I knew where to go. You know what I'm saying? Where people know where to go. If this all makes sense. But, um, yeah, that, that was just my whole point. That the websites, the man was talking, and he was saying that it is true. Because we get attacked so much for being not only gay men, but promoting gay spaces, promoting gay parties. We, wicked gay parties, I'm not sure. I, I, what, what Instagram are they on? I think they lost one of their Instagrams. I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, I lost, we lost late night cruising. Um, and that's why I had to come up with a new like I didn't know if I was to go back to Instagram after that because we lost like 4,000 followers because of that well that was the point that I want really as much as I clearly carried it on that I was trying to say to our listeners uh, the point of the story was it's not even it's about that all these sites are constantly being attacked on Instagram like I'm on Facebook number 7 you know what I'm saying like I'm hanging by like, you know, even Twitter, like, I'm writing but Twitter, like, you know, I just came back, God bless Jesus Christ and Nazareth, you know, I was gone for five months suspended, you know, because they were attacking sex workers, and a lot of people were being, uh, like, basically, I'm on Rent Masseur, Rent Masseur, I, I did, like, there was one or two times that, like, uh, find me on Rent Masseur came up, and uh, all of my friends who were taken down also were sex workers, the point of the story is, the websites are never taken down, so the man who was telling me, oh, that was it, the man was telling me about the Wicked Gay Parties, he was saying that he looks at Wicked Gay Parties' website, not their Instagram, not their, you know, wherever the fuck else we all are. And I said to myself, well, that's why we have late night cruise. So that's why I wanted to start really telling all of our listeners, whoever, wherever you follow us, Twitter to, you know, Instagram to Facebook, the website can only be taken down by us. Yeah, and then another thing too is much more organized. Yes. Those social media is so scattered. I retweet, I repost, but there's no organization to it. Um, I mean, there's nothing more you can. Sometimes you can't even like go to or link up with it because there's so much mis- missing information. And the whole my whole goal was to be able to have a, it set up so that you just get online, you log in, you find a party, you go on. If you're spending more than an hour looking for parties. Why not go to late night cruising? I mean, it's 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 designed for that to prevent you from having to do all that work. This is a lot of work. If people understood knew how many hours and days it took for me to get those parties and find them and to put it in a way that is easy to use and set up, they would be like they would they would yeah. It's it's very exhausting, but for me it's rewarding. It's rewarding because. When somebody finds something or discovers a party and they give word of mouth, they said, because I looked at late night cruising, that makes me feel good. Well, I, I know we said it in our first podcast back last week, but we, I keep on saying, I mean, I feel, I feel like you just said that exact same thing. We're really, it's not that we're doing this for the money. I mean, yeah, but like, what is your, your the, what I love that you said, your men pay us to find sex for them. That's what we're basically doing, but we're also doing it for ourselves. Because I, and I really miss, I look at wicked gay parties. I look at, clearly, late night cruising. I look at these things because I'm like, like I said, like even like I know where to look, guess what? Even here in Fort Lauderdale, now that I'm starting to you know, help and add things, Rick Easley and I, with late night cruising, we put Fort Lauderdale events on late night cruising when I lived in New York City, and me and Rick were doing our podcast in fucking my apartment on 52nd second night. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So the thing is, even though I live here now, I still look at late. So I'm like, oh shit, God. I, I said this something the other day. If there's a party happening,
happening here this week. I know that uh, me and Rick Easley, who I work with, for, who work late night, I know he's put it out there before. I'll find him. But that's all the point of it is that it's the rewarding of like it's so hard because when you look on, you know, even men who type in like on Twitter or Instagram, like you know, gay Fort Lauderdale, gay parties, or when you type it online, so I'm saying too. If you type in gay parties or like where to go have sex or like all these different things that we're talking about that our site has, you know what comes up? Gay restaurants. Like once I was typing in like hand job massages, and again we all know Google. Even now in 2021. Maybe three like places where you can go get massages that you get a hand job at the end of the massage in Manhattan would come up, but the rest were like like legit massage spas were coming up, and I'm like, oh, you gotta pick through it and go. Where I'm not saying that me and Rick Easley are telling you where to go find a hand job massage, but we're just saying on late night cruising you might start seeing men's spas that Rick and I quote-unquote go-to to get a nice massage and maybe hashtag quote-unquote <laughs> that's a place that if Brian and Rick from Late Night Cruising go maybe you should go quote-unquote if you like cruising and sex with men quote-quote I don't know if I made that if, I, if, I, if, I, if that was a, a good uh I don't know if my, in my voice people can understand what I'm really talking about. If you really don't understand my message, my code, you can send me a message on Late Night Cruising or Brian's Thick Bear on the, the uh, DM, and I will explain it to you in detail. I just want to give an announcement of some upcoming parties. The Halloween parties are up, low, uh, up for San Francisco, L.A., and New York. I'm still working, like I said, I'm still working on getting those updates. I should have more by the end of this week. Uh, what else? Can I, can I ask you some questions about the Halloween party for our listeners? Um, sure. So, can you tell I me? I want to hear out your name specifically because you got to go to the site for that. But I will say Absolutely. we do have we do but, have parties. What kind of what kind of parties? Halloween parties? I mean, first of all, you just said New I mean, York, well, San Francisco. I got to about the big ones. The big one is always Halloweeny in L.A. My friend and yes. Jason. That's the big one. That's a huge circuit party. They they. I heard they have like it, they go all out. I've seen the pictures and it's it's a and they have an after hours hosted by Master Beat, who also has a party here in New York coming up. Now, uh, are there any uh, underground like sex parties that we have listed in this group? So like I think, like for example, or is, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, so like what? I are think, I think Pig House. I think Pig House has Slaughterhouse for Halloween. What about Scum? Scum, not yet. A lot of parties, like I said, a lot of parties go two weeks in advance. So you're going to see more. That was it. The, the websites will have more as they come. Um, but like usually the big circuit parties always play in advance because those ticket prices are a lot higher. You know, they got to fill up more. You got to get, they can hold a bigger, larger space. So a lot of the, the big name ticket ones are already out. And they've already been, you know, they've already had months in advance planned out because they want to sell as much tickets as possible. Um, the smaller venues come out like mid-October, so maybe next week you'll start seeing more for local cities. But as of right now, is a lot of the major names is coming up. But like I said, I am so, so still in the thoroughs of getting everything, the page set up, so well, that way... Well, you know what else is some things, though, too? It, it, the thing is, yes, it's great to have that all the fingertips, but for Halloween, um, you have to also realize, too, all those cities you named... I mean, Halloween is one of those wonderful times of year for us homosexuals, almost like Gay Pride. You know on Gay Pride, you know on Halloween, you know New Year's Eve, like that any gay bar that you've ever gone to is having some kind of event. You right. know for, for all of these or as I say to like, you know, even So a lot of them won't even like advertise a party. They just they'll just yes. have a like, you know, it's true, like, you know, when you, okay, like, like, think about, like, I, I, New York, Florida, like, no matter what, I know on Halloween, Gay Pride, uh, 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 you know, name a holiday, uh, the Eagle New York City, and clearly the Eagle Fort Lauderdale, the Eagle LA, you know something's going down there, you don't even need to look, the cock, bitch, it doesn't matter Especially what holiday. Like, the holiday weekend, the holiday parties are always going to happen. They're always going to happen. But there are those special ones that, that you're talking about that so many people don't know about, like the extra ones. Like, you know, like, like the, also the thing is those, there, what I was trying to say is there are parties that happen that are 
for example, like uh, uh, Scum. I know Scum is doing a Halloween party. Yeah. There are some parties that some people throw that are only, it's like Brute, for example. We just have Brute and people here in uh, Wilton Manors. And I want to know more Brute's about party. that. I want to know about that. After you finish that, I want to also, I want to make an announcement that Nisham's, um, the Cox doing a, yes, a party for Nisham um, this Friday at the Cox. I wanted to say that real quick, quickly before, but go ahead. Bitch, you know that I, that's more, I mean, that's, that's something to me. I mean, Nisham was a, um, I mean, like, I'm not trying to go savvy. A lot of people know, so the, the big reason, you know, when the pandemic started, Nisham uh, passed away in the first week of COVID. And, you know, we talked about that our first podcast back. Uh, we were trying to do them in the middle. But um, I think Nisham is someone, if people don't know, or New York City, Nisham uh, Wooden was someone who, he was an entrepreneur. When I say entrepreneur, I mean the man was a success in basically everything he did. You know, he, he was a tr- famous drag queen for years. He was a gay nightlife, right? A symbol. The man was a beautiful Adonis, first of all, on uh, his body and everything like that. But he was just the image of what every gay man wants to see when they walk into a gay bar. A tall, beautiful, muscular, handsome man. But he was witty like a drag queen. Even though he, he was butch and like, you know, an attractive, he would read people like there's no one else. So he is someone who, like, for example, uh, Dan Articcio's bar, Club Coming. I always remember this moment, rest in peace, Sham. Sham was honored. Dan Articcio on the wall, like, basically, Dan, the whole wall of Club Coming is like nightlife people and like, you know, big deals. Sham is on that wall. And Sham, what happened, I remember, you know, we were working together with friends, like, oh my God, I'm so fucking honored. And I'm like, Bitch, you're a celebrity. He's like, shut up, Annie. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's always very humble. He, was, he did not talk about... But, you know, the man, I mean, like, he's in so many books, like, you know, The Scissor Sisters, which is all about the cop, you know what I mean? Those are the things. So the thing is, if you are in New York City, it's not just about uh, going to, you know, acknowledge a big part of, you know, not only New York City nightlife, but the gay community nightlife, but also, again, I'm going to say it, this is something about the pandemic. There are people who have lost their lives who maybe necessarily weren't supposed to it's something to go to because the people who are going to be there are real people who are in nightlife and real people who are there to have fun i'm going to say too even though it's a i don't i saw a little bit of it um it, it was kind of i don't know it was very because uh, I, I, I i i have the behind the scenes text about the parties there because there's a party that the real big party is happening at um i saw where i, I can't remember exactly where it's tied kind of second i saw it wasn't the cop I was like, well, that's a little kind of shit. I don't, want to, I don't want to talk trash. But anyway, it's happened somewhere else. And then, of course, the big main party is after hours at the cock, because that's what the cock is. The cock is after hours. And, you know, that's what you'd always say about this. The cock is not the place necessarily, even it's though there are many men who go there early, the cock is not the event. The cock is the main event. When I say main event, it's like the cock's what you do for like the exciting part. Like, you know what? You want to go dance at one of the big parties? But you're going to the cock after, you know things like that. So, but um, anyway, so the Shams party. Uh, I I wish I could have been there and flock flown back and you know. But again, it wasn't like a very 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 intensely planned. Uh, like three months ago, it was like, you know, it's like anything it was put together in the woodworks when it can happen. But uh, back to business about things like the brute party. My example, what I was saying about that too was the brute party is like a party that happens once to twice a year that men don't know about. So. Those are parties like, like Rick Easley. They're like for Pride, like for Pride, they have the uh, yes. br- brutally proud, and that's yes. like a huge, that's a huge so, event. Or Dilf, the Dilf party, which is oh god, I love the Dilf party. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, flat the fuck out. You know me, I don't give a flying fuck what anyone thinks about me, and I love it. It's like my my role model and who I saw Danny Nardicho. I'm gonna say you don't like it, you don't like me. I rather the Dilf party over the brute party. I'm sorry, to me. I love the Dilf Party's energy, the Dilf Party's music, the sexual things that happen at Dilf Party. Undertone. <laughs> undertone. Undertone. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I mean the, the uh, undertone yes. of blowjobs that happen at what the fuck? Did I say that right? Uh, but the Dilf Party is a party that, you know, it happens in every city, but like, you know, it's a once a year thing. There's so many parties, what I'm saying is that for Halloween, you still don't know about like you know, like, like there's like there's different like this is where uh, we're segueing into what we were talking about trying to recap about last time uh, things like the rambles which we which God knows 
manufacturers in and on our I'm site. I'm still working on examples. that. I'm still working on I haven't, I want to do an updated version of it. I haven't. But still, they're I mean, on there. The I would say still go to me. go to Squirt for that for now. Go to Squirt for the Rebels for information right now, but I'm work. That's in the that's in the works. I've seen the information on Squirt about it. Again, I'm again we're all working together. It's not a competition. I'm just saying that I like the way that we offer certain things in my walk, in my way. So what I'm trying to say is it's apples and oranges. You can't compare. We're not trying to sell late night cruising. I'm just telling you, anyone who listens to the podcast clearly likes the way that my loud, obnoxious, over-talking voice has opinions and Rick Easley's opinions about things like the Rambles. Clearly, our definition of the Rambles is just like you listening to our podcast. We're going to tell you exactly what's happening. But the thing is, the whole point is the Rambles is something that's coming back. And what we're talking about with this was on our uh, tailgate was things like the hanky coat. We were talking about this last time. Things we like, say you know, ra- we we. There's other parts that are coming back, but we use the Ramble as a prime example of the culture of it because it's been so many films and talked yes. about throughout gay culture history. The Rambles is synonymous with what you know what went down back in the heyday of the seventies. But so many men, like we were saying before we started the podcast, I, that that was my main focus of today. The thing is, things like the Rambles, it's not just because of the pandemic, but now it's back and here to stay. Because now that man who never has been to the Rambles is like, wait a minute. So this is a place I can go to that is, what did you say? F-R-E-E-99. It's free. Oh, free 99. You go there and it's literally. So the thing is, there's so many men. It's like the meat rack in Fire Island, for example. I don't know. because I, I Actually, I don't know how the summer was in Fire Island because it was a little bit. You know, Fire Island, a lot of their stuff is outdoors. And the summer was when we started to kind of come back. But I feel like even like things like the meat rack, the meat rack that back in our day, I want to say our day, I know I sound old, but when I was like 21, we used to walk into the meat rack and see 75 beautiful men fucking sucking. Like, and when I say beautiful, all different types of men. I feel like things like that now that have died. Because I, 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 we talked about this. My last time on Fire Island, like two years ago before the pandemic, I said, like, you walk through the meat rack now, you're lucky to see one guy in there jerking off. And he's normally a guy that is only a very certain amount of people's beauty or hotness or whatever it is. Where now I feel that we're going back, and that's why I'm trying to use this example to the Rambles. The Rambles, now that men have seen what it really could be again, it's not just the 36-year-old, 40-year-old men in their you know, 50s, 60s who remember these memories. Now you have men who are 21 being like, oh my God, that's what that fucking loud homosexual Brian Selly is talking about? This? This is fucking him now. When we're trying to, even when the pandemic is done, we're all like, masks off, dick sucking. I can guarantee you the rambles are back now. They're here to stay. You know, like all these different uh, segue things that we were talking about with like things like, uh, like a daytime lunch parties. And the reason why we were talking about the rambles Specifically, is that we talk? We, we're asked to pose the question: Are men over brighter and scruff? Not yes. those, not just those at those aspects. Yeah, specifically, but um, in general, we'll, we'll hook up at especially when there's like grinder fail and people screenshotting. It's like it's ah. stopped becoming what it used to be as far as men connect to each other at a convenience. It's now become of. Uh, a social, it's been Facebook and eyes, I should say. Facebook well, you know, has, Facebook culture has taken over brighter. So it's not about, Absolutely. it's not about meeting somebody and hooking up. It's about, oh, having a quick wit or rebuttal to somebody who you find repulsive or not attracted to. Like it's, it's become a, it's become a social network. Because they are labeled as social network, but the true essence of it was a hookup site. And the hookup culture has been taken out of it. So I feel like a lot of people who are experiencing cruising in real time are like are really getting sold on the aspect of no no quest no un, um no quest not not a million one questions not probing questions they don't have to get information you don't have to know your Listen, name anything like that it's simple connection it's a, chemistry it's a part of our culture and we'll always talk about it and I'm gonna say this I I don't think grinder scruff are ever going away. No. Like I said, it's not the it's, it's our community that's changing. It is sadly a majority of our community I want nothing to do with. And you know, hopefully in ten years from now, and I say because it takes a while, that will change. But what I'm trying to say is like even with all the the men that I do like, the pigs, the men. When I say pigs, 
not all about sex. The men that I would be friends with, the men that I would date, they're the men that now are not going on Grindr to scrub and going back to these places like the Rambles, the sex parties. So the thing is, the only men who are sitting there on Scruff and Grindr all night are the men on Grindr and Scruff all night who belong there now. Because again, these are the men who are not sex positive. These are the men who, everything Rick Easley just said, these are the men who are literally on there to uh, degrade and uh, screenshot and play these games. And the thing is, it's so funny that we're talking about this because, you know, I, I've always, you listen, I, I say this. When Scruff and Grinder first came out, everyone has heard me say this again and again. Hi, you're hot. Oh, you're hot. Tick pick, tick pick. This is my address. See you in 10. Grinder and Scruff used to be, and that's where I remember when I first came out. Even myself, it was not only the dream, but you, I did. I did. I was this person. I stopped doing all these things that we talk about on late night cruising so much. When I say stopped, I still win, clearly. We all know that I'm like semen's in my blood. Um, <laughs> when I say in my blood, I don't mean that, but like, how many people like, 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 literally, I swallow so much. But anyway, the point of the story is, um, and Ricky Easley, God knows, everyone's seen his penis in all of Manhattan and other countries and states. But the thing is, yes, it was nice to sometimes, I remember when they first came out, there be times where I'm like, you know, I don't want to spend necessarily 20 bucks right now and go to the sex party. Let me turn on Grinder and Scruff. And four out of, I want to say four out of six times, I would get a man to go up with me within five or ten minutes. And when I say I, I speak for the voice of all homosexuals. I have my fist up right now. <laughs> all homosexuals. It wasn't just a man who is beautiful or a man who's a bear or a man who's thick or a man like Rick Easley who has a 12-inch penis. It was... Any man, every man would go on Grinder, and that's what it was. Where now, and this was so funny, they're talking about this as where the world is transforming. I'm not the only one. I'm giving Fort Lauderdale a clap, clap, a, snap, a silent pig snap. Fort Lauderdale, they're ahead of that game because when I moved here, I was so New York City used to that everyone's on Grinder and Scruff. Here, these men, they've been abolishing Grinder and Scruff. They're ahead of New York City. Because when I came here, I said this last time, Half of the men in Fort Lauderdale, when I go out, they're not on Grinder Scruff, and they are very proud of it. And I'm talking hot pieces of dick. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I probably looked for you on Grindr. Like, I haven't, well, I've made comments, I haven't seen you. You know, it's, I always think that whole small town, like, fuck. And they're like, I'm not on this fucking apps. I'm like, oh, my God. This is the first time in my life that I'm saying is you really, really do have to go out to get dick here. Because there are men at Club Fort Lauderdale, 321, these are all the sex clubs in Fort Lauderdale that will also be on the site. Um, these places, it shocks me. They all don't have grinder on their phones in their lockers and scrub. So basically the only way to get that good dick would have been going. These are not in the closet, men. So that's where I 100% Rick Easley agree with you. Uh, how grinder and scrub are going down in that aspect, but there's still they hit- all these... They're hitting the maturity age. Like, there was a novelty in, like... For sex. Just yeah. for sex. And... All the, all the gay Karens, that's what I call them. All the gay men that I hate who are the judgmental... Well, before, are, they, the they wouldn't go on there. Now they're on there. Now it's like... Yeah. Now they're on there. All, all the gay men that I say are single-handedly ruining the gay community and ruining our spaces. Like, those gay men who, again, are dragging Sally and Jenny to the jockstrap sex party. They're all on there. And you know what? God bless you. Stay there. Grinder and scruff, I knight you the homes of the Karens of the gay community. Praise yourself. But even myself, I don't go, I only go on Grinder and scruff just to promote my Twitter. I just turn on my Grinder and scruff, that way guys see my Twitter, hopefully they'll go to my OnlyFans, because like I said, Ricky, I had a man with chastity, buddy pig story. Oh, I, it, it's I, locked. I, it's locked. To- we haven't talked about October. This. Well, you know what, baby, boo, let's do. Cause listen, I love our podcast. Me and Ricky Easley get together. Have we ever talked about October? October. October? We're talking about sex parties, sex stories. So, October, uh, which Rick, uh, I love that you just said that because this is a, that thing. Me and Rick Easley, because we always forget. Me and Rick always say this before we start the podcast. We have to explain things. Because even though some of our listeners are pigs, I still remind it every day how things that are common sense to me and Rick are not to others. Like when I was talking to the Rambles the other day, I had a group of men and they bluntly looked at me like I had seven heads. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I forget that things that are just so like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to me, like, you know, I've been doing that forever. Other men are like, what? 
Like, even the cock, where I love, you know, too many men are the cock. Like, it's been over 22 years. Wow, you haven't lived. <laughs> but anyway, uh, October, to me and Rick Easley, it's just one of those things. Every year, there's, uh, I'm not sure, actually, the actual truth of how long October has I don't think been it's been that long, because, like, I feel like the trend was uh, the, um, the no, no, the, the mustache in November where you grew your beer out next month. Yes. Locktober, I feel like, is relatively new. Because, like, Chassis Taylor's have been that have been that popular, but it's been growing because a lot of people have been joining in on it. Like, especially with the pop, the pop well, community. Right now, it's blown the fuck up. I, I, I want to say that I'm pretty sure Locktober, I'm pretty sure. I, it's either, I like, swore. this is like the second, maybe the second or third yes, year, but I, I haven't. This is second or third year, but Locktober this year, I feel like any gay man who is on Twitter or on Grinder or on any, I will say, any gay man that's on a sex act of sexual knows about Locktober because Locktober is, oh my God, taking over Twitter. Uh, and also, let me say this too, Chastity has really taken a big step in our community because the gay community, listen, Chastity cages have been around forever, yeah. but it used to be, again, I always say this, don't say, don't slut shame, don't kink shame, but of course, don't, you know, yuck somebody down. But, but uh, uh, chastity cages are really becoming like a big part of gay sex. What I mean by that is I've always been in chastity cages with uh, submissive men. Like that's my one dominant trait I would say about myself. Something about a man, like me being able to be in control of a man not coming and locking him, but also I get to, I don't know why, but something that's hot to me. And the thing is, I've always liked it, but I, I think I'll try everything. I tried chastity cage once. I literally didn't like it because I think it was on me for 45 minutes and I'm such a disgusting pig. I came twice soft in a chastity cage, which is something that apparently is a big thing. And I remember the man who was being dominant with me was like, that was so hot. You are such a pig. You just came in a chastity cage twice in 45 minutes not even hard i'm like what can i tell you if i'm gonna come to a party i'm um, to a party <laughs> he's like i'm gonna take this off you now because it's kind of the most submissive thing i'm like I do. but the point is uh now there are only fans and just for fans and literally men doing chastity porn like hardcore chastity porn when you type in chastity on any porn site on any you're starting to like there, there's there's a guy called uh, I. First of all, it, it's very uh, small penis, small penis empowerment. His name is I'm giving him a shout out. Oh, bitch, he already makes thousands of dollars a day. His name is Micro Dick Tiny uh, Big Jock. I, 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 I'm again. Okay, oh, it was like Tiny Dick Big Jock or something like that. It, little tiny, Dick or something like Little uh, Dick Big Jock. Micro Dick Jock. Anyway, first of all, the man is beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and he does have he does. I always say. He does have, uh, his penis is on the smaller ratio, because I never like to ever humiliate someone when they're not humiliated. Listen, humiliation is only if you allow humiliation. Clearly, this is why I love this man. He is, like, chastity used to be a humiliation. Like, like men used to be humiliated that they were into chastity. But this man, for example, when I say empowerment, he's clearly not ashamed because his face is shown all over Twitter and all over the internet, so he's very, very uh, empowered about it. But uh, this man, first of all, I have literally on my fake OnlyFans that I buy OnlyFans experience and see like what other people are doing and how. And I, I like to step in their shoes. I jerk off to his porn. He is oh my god, I love it. I actually wish there was a little bit more humiliation. He gets fucked by these big muscle, very non-fetish guys. And what I love about this is where this topic is so intense about chastity being almost being brought to mainstream. These men who are not, because normally, you know, anyone who is listening to this, when you think of chastity, you think of like this man in all leather, and you think of like the slave who was like tied up, humiliated, like hooded, like, oh my God, this only happens when I'm in this dungeon. Now chastity is like, oh no. Like these mainstream men, and I'm talking about the. They, uh, they, were, they were proud. You, you see tons of pictures of them. These men are the opening up like. These very like non-fetish men are like literally rock hard. They're fucking him with chastity. One of the guys is like literally sucking his dick through the chastity cage, which is so. The thing is, it's very non-fetish and non-kink, 
but it is because these men who you would never see like it's like I talk about with water sports. To me, water sports is not only a nothing. When I say nothing, yes, it is a kink, it is a fetish. But water sports to me is like I, I'm not the mind when men message me and go, "Hey, can you piss on me?" Honestly, if I'm not doing anything and I'm driving home, I I stopped at men's houses, but like you're not my type, but. If it turns you on for me to piss on you. Like, I, I've always looked at water sports as a not necessarily kink fetish and mainstream. But the thing is, there are so many men who used to be humiliated about that. Or even like that in war. I feel like that, that, uh, the pandemic has done that for us as well. It's starting to open up certain kinks and certain men who would be like, oh, no, I'm vanilla gay. Now we're like, oh, no, actually, I, I have a chastity cage on right now. Like in Hell's Kitchen. Or like, you know, again, picture your most like posh you know, bougie, like, nose up, you know, gay area where the gay men think the shit don't stink. Now even these men are starting to think, oh, no, no, I'm into that. You know, in the October, so they're doing a, it's a full month of these submissive men, which for the most they are. But again, a lot of these men are big muscle men, too, and they are being proud to be submissive. They are locked for the entire month. Like, literally. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've learned this, too. A lot of men who wear chassis actually do come a lot. Because they, they, they are coming through their asshole, through like through getting fucked. Because again, I don't know this feeling. Cause it's, I'm sorry, my, my penis. If I, I don't jerk off at least once a day, my dick starts to pre cum when I wake up in the morning. I, I, I blessing and a curse. Wow. God bless Jesus. I, you know, I, I could never do it. But apparently, when you don't come for this long amount of days, these men like just touching you know their asshole. They'll fucking come soft through the cage. Where I love, and I just did this with uh, a man, video coming soon, Brian and Squirt Thick Bear, Just Friends Only Fans. I put a vibrate on this man's chassis belt cage, and he came through the cage. You know, oh my God, it's so hot, you know, soft. But you find that on Twitter as well, and porn as well. So I, that's why I think October this year blew the motherfucker up. Because these men are like, I'm into this, and I'm into it now. Even on my Twitter, I'm going to say, it, I did one video this guy and I have like already put two clips up of me coming on his cage me uh I wish we did more because this is really before I knew how hot I really am into this uh chassis but we're doing another film when he comes to Fort Lauderdale soon where I'm just gonna be playing with his cage oh but anyway so Locktober it's fucking well known so the point of that other story was I saw him on scruff the other day and he had a lock on his scruff saying Locktober so now again, even though it is becoming mainstream, I'm still not stupid. I'm like, well, I, it's probably only about a quarter of us who understand what that is. So right away, I'm like, are you locked up, slut? Because right away, I'm like, he's locked up, he's going for it. You locked up, slut? He's like, yeah, all this different stuff. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Today is Monday night. He leaves tomorrow morning. This was on Thursday. Did we meet? Absolutely. I, I do think he followed me on the Twitter. But that's wonderful. But again, is this what I'm trying to say about how I'm so excited for Scruff and Brian to be gone? And when I say gone, people like me have really accepted it. I knew I was never, even though this man is about fetish, even though this man is clearly sexual, sent me hot pictures, he's on here the same way I'm on here. Maybe if some, there's no stock in it. I'm trying to say, I think even the sluts and pigs who are on Grinder and Scruff, I'm not going to delete my Grinder and Scruff, but. You know, listen, if I'm really horny when I hang up, I'm not going on Grinder Scrub looking for a man. I'll turn it on for 10 minutes, but if I'm really horny, I'm going to go to one of the gay cruising areas in my local city that I live in, Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to go to a woods. I'm going to go to a Fort Lauderdale's version of the Rambles. I'm going to go to jerk off on Pornhub. But I will only give Scrub for Grinder at Matt or uh, Sniffies, which we'll talk about, 15 to 20 minutes. Because this area, the locals are heavily just, they're not looking. So the point was, even this man was in October, I'm not judging him because he was on Scruff and Grind the same way as I was. The world of finding sex on these apps are very less here. It's just done. Uh, but with that said, Rick, I, I want to... I want to pass back before I forget. Um, Please tell. The hanky code. It is so funny mm-hmm. because we were just talking about it last week. And I was watching uh, American Rust on Showtime. And I'm sorry. What, what show? American Rust. It's a it's a show uh, a series on Showtime with Jeff Daniels as a sheriff and I think Mara Tierney. Her son is um, caught up in a in a murder investigation, and I'm so his best friend, who's who's gay, 
uh, was also there and he left. So they try to figure out who killed this person. Uh, I, didn't, I don't want to give too much away. That's just the premise of it. But in him running away, he jumps on a train, catches this two guys fucking. The guys like he, he's in shock. So the so what the guy the the top and the threw him off the train. He gets he befriends this one chick who's clearly a, a lesbian, and she goes she's taking around showing him how to the culture of um, traveling throughout the states. You know, going to restaurants and restaurants. So, you know, but one of the things that he showed her was uh, the hanky. One of the things she showed him was the hanky code. He was like, You see this guy? He's looking for blowjobs. You see this guy? He's looking to get ahead. And she's explaining the hanky code to him and saying how important it is to know this code because it's a language that truckers use to communicate and drifters use to. Um, get her communicating hook up and she used it as a way to like solicit sex to make money because they need the money to get from one point A to point B so I had I had to share that and let people know that I guess that you know I don't know how much of this reality but you know the hand code still exists in the in the trucker travel rest stop It's been a theme party as opposed to actually using it as communication. Yeah. But I think with COVID and the shutdown, that really fo- forced us to get creative on communicating with each other outside of our comfort zone of being just online. Well, I also think the Hanky Code, it's hot. I'm going to say it because you know what? It Listen, is hot. I tell people this all the time. You know, when you go out to a gay bar and you see men with every different color harness you can imagine, you ever, like, you know, when I say, I, I'm saying, like, basically the last couple of years, like, you know, you go out to the Eagle or you go out to a fetish party or a sex party and you see that man wearing a yellow harness. Now, to someone like myself who's disgusting and a pig, and I know all these things, this is who I am, I think, oh, because it's water sports. Wrong. Because the things we started learning, you would say this to men, they'd be like, what does it mean? Like, for example, red. Like, I, 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 am, I am between fair go-go dancing, the cock, the eagle, just being a pig, I am accustomed to the rest of the world. I have a harness, and we all see my Instagram. I have a harness of every different color. I know what they mean, though. But the thing is, I even started, like, you know, living this life with harnesses, but I think that, I don't know how it's going to come back, because people have been talking about it so much, but I've noticed, for example, when I used to work on a Tuesday night wear a red harness, once, maybe once a night, I get that one, like, older gay man, or, you know, like, who come over, like, oh, you know what red stands for, you know, fisting, or hard fucking, I'm like, oh, yes, I do know, I said, but I, I, I live in a material gay world where... Really, right now, it's just us all being Barbie dolls, and I am in this outfit five days a week, so I have a different color, you know, da-da-da. Where now, you're hearing it so much more. Like now, for example, like even just an evil, when I'm working a shift wearing, like, you know, <coughs> uh, really the big ones are red, yellow, obviously, they really say, and uh, blue. Blue is really coming back. Because I've got a lot of men that wear a lot of blue. They're like, oh, you know that, uh, you know, dark blue means, uh, you know, light blue means blowjobs, and what's dark blue means, uh... I feel like it's rough sex or domination. Yeah, I have to get by it, because now that's really people coming back, like, that's just the fascination. When you when you type it, it in, uh, more and more people are starting to really, really um, talk about the interest and fascination. But the point of the story is that I don't know if it's going to be harnessed in jock straps necessarily, because I feel like so many people now just wear every color but I feel that I don't know I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden we start seeing men wearing the actual handkerchiefs because I have one true blue friend which I talked about last time I'm not going to shout out his name because I think he's not ashamed but he is a real like he wears yellow because he is into water sports and he makes it very known and I mean trust me when you see him in public you know, you could tell, like, okay, no, the, the, he's not just wearing a yellow harness. Like, because he'll be wearing a shirt that will say, like, piss on me. Like, I love him. But the same thing with my one friend who's in the pits. Like, you know, 
they're into it, but the thing is, I feel that it's exciting to them. Not only, it's in a way, and this is what a lot of, I, I've heard this and talking and talking to others, it's almost like being an exhibitionist, being proud to go out, showing people, that's right, I'm wearing this yellow because I want someone to piss on me. I think that's where the hanky codes are, the hanky code is starting to become a sexual interest to gay men because, for example, I think it is like the one that means exhibitionist and, and green and what, you know, what. All these, so a lot of kinks and fetishes are on these. And I feel that we're going to get back to a point now where these men, it's almost like a secret, my dick's out. Like, you know, oh, I'm not embarrassed. You, I'm know, you, know, you know what it is, too, I want to say? Is it, um, it prevents that awkward conversation about it. I feel like a lot yes. of people with the whole apps, I feel like they're learning that if they do decide to go out, the hanky code is the best way to like text message or to create your profile basically in real time. So the hanky code. Oh like my your, god, I love that. Because that's that's and that's that. that's what I see it. You know, where one side if you want to be uh, uh, passive, one side if you want to be active, it cuts all the middlemen out. And it, let, it gets people right down to what they want. And it really is like a, it's like your own profile code in real time. I think that is just such a genius outlook on that, Rick. I really mean that because my thing is I feel that fetishes and kinks, I always say this to people, you can't slut shame a proud slut. You can't kick shame a proud kink person. And I was, I am not humiliated by any of my fetishes that I do when I, the rare times in my life that I ever get to play for myself, which really never happens anymore, unless I'm jerking off alone. Um, but the thing is, I used to always say, so too, there's time and place for everything. What I mean by time and place is that, you know what, I, there are men, for example, who hire rent men to get pissed on, where I look at them and I'm like, to, to me, like, to, and again, this is my opinion, and to others, there's so many men that are not in any way, shape, or form humiliated about golden showers, piss play. Like, I, I would have no shame going on scruff being like, I mean, again, I, I really actually, because it doesn't really do anything for me, just putting that out there to everyone. But I do it, I'm like, oh. anyway. I would never be embarrassed to say to some man on scruff or grinder, hey, do you want to piss on me? And then see them at one of the local gay bars, and if they ever looked at their friend and pointed at me and said to I'd be like, Oh, are you telling your friends how I asked you to piss on me? See, I'm not embarrassed. Because to me, I'm like, wow, we're not meant to be, whatever. But also, wow, I don't get, like, to me, look, asking someone to pee on me is like asking someone if I can suck their dick. But what I like about it is that so many men are embarrassed about things that, to me and you, are like, oh, that's normal. So what I think is I think it's going to happen even more so with the hanky code. And I think the hanky code is going to evolve to more fetish very intense fetishes because things I want to try. I don't think a man's gonna be walking around wearing a light blue uh, uh, hanky. Everyone sucks dick, baby. There's no shock or surprise. Okay, you know. But also, it's you know not for either. Like, listen. But I think I think in cultures where it's not in gay culture, that's what's gonna come. That's when it's important. Like the oh, rest stops. Yes. The the places, the public places of like malls and like. I, I want to ask your opinion. I, I, you know, we're, we're ending our, our podcast, and we have so much to talk about for next time, which I love. So I'd rather us, you know, really get into this and finish this topic off, and then next week we'll go into other things. But I don't know about the straight men. Well, I, I, I think, I, well, I think, I think a select group of straight men who, like I said, like truckers, people out in the road, people who don't have social connection, but you know, to having sex and hooking up. I mean, that's why we got lot lizards and things like that. I think learning those codes and seeing like it is word of mouth of education pretty much like oh why do you have a hanky for oh it's because i love the sub dick i love to you know give hell like to give it so oh why do you like how did you find that out oh i did this and that so there's a lot of education in real life i mean that's how that's how it will start like oh like because that's how most things start like oh how do you know about lot lizards oh most likely it's word of mouth you don't just google it now you can but now but before it was like Oh, so it's a lot lizard. A lot lizard, yeah. She does this, this, this. Versus, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like a word of mouth of education. Um, well, can you tell our listeners what a lot lizard is? Because remember, I remember the first time we talked about this, we had like so many people comment, what is that? I'm like, well, that's right. Again, a lot lizard is, I would say it's more, it's more associated with women and prostitutes. That just cruise. And people who cruise around in truck stops and rest areas 
to have sex with truckers, like specifically for truckers and people who are long haulers who are out on the road a long time away from their spouse or, you know, significant other. But uh, we're running out of time, sir. So um, I don't know what you want to wrap up and say to the listeners, but.
work hard on a seven days a week. That's the reason why I have so many colors. Because I, I get a new look, Kenny, for every <laughs> shift I work, every picture on Instagram. Oh, so you're a fashionista now. What I'm trying to say is I'm not going to wear a fucking light blue. I'm not going to have a uh, light blue harness and jockstrap for every day of the week. Bitch, I'm always in different colors. But what I find fascinating is so many men have so many different color harnesses is that I wonder if we're going to enter a world now where you're going to notice men wearing, like, for example, a white harness, but they have a, again, example, yellow right armband. So the thing is, if a man came, I forget, I forgot what white means. White, again, I've looked at it so many times. I mean, I, baby, I'm into every fetish. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I, I, I'm not memorized with them because, baby, you name a fetish, I'll probably try it once I've done it. Uh, so, for example, okay, here, for the listeners and myself. So let's say you see a man who's wearing a yellow harness, but a red uh, armband. Now, I feel like that there, if someone comes over to him assuming he's into piss or into piss and fisting, because I know red is really about fisting, I think, more. Um, the man can simply say, either way, you're right. Because the thing is, oh, no, no, I'm not into piss, but I'm wearing the red armband, so I'm into fisting. It's still like you said it before, it's that hotness of the loophole. What I would like to see is a lot of fetishes that are still humiliation fetishes, or when I say humiliation, like fetishes that men aren't proud of. I wonder if we're going to enter a world that there's now new terms for certain colors. And like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, a fetish that some people would find humiliating. Uh, Rick, can you help me? Because I'm, I'm more disgusting than you. Um, you said the micro-penis humiliation, the public humiliation. Perfect, okay. So, uh, like a, penis, a small penis simulation. Oh, want... pantsing. What? Pantsing, is that what it's called? Uh, that, uh, that's more, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I would say more public humiliation, uh, public being exposed. Because like you say, uh, like, somebody deep-pants to somebody, like, that was a, that was a fetish? Uh, well, it, it's being stripped in public, but that, that, um, that's really more of like a, I'm trying to think of like a, a, an actual fetish for our our listeners are clearly understand that we, 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 we are really raw and not scripted. As we're literally, hey, let's just say, let's say small penis simulation. I do phone sex, and I, we've talked about this many times. I do a lot of small penis simulation as a dom. And uh, the thing is, the men who I have are straight men, actually, a majority of them. But they, they all had some traumatic experience. But even the gay men, it's a, it's a big fetish. But it's very, very, uh, men are very humiliated if, if anyone ever found out they were into it. What I'm trying to say is, like, so let's say, like, all of a sudden, like, I don't know, I'm trying to find a big blue pink polka dots. I don't know, because God knows there's already so many. Every color is already taken, basically. What I'm wondering is that we're going to enter a world where that man has the blue dots and blue... Oh, you like a, a new age of fetish hanky code. I got it. I, I feel that... I, what I'm trying to say, I think anyone who follows the hanky code is not a pink shamer or a slut shamer. Or someone, so that's why I think it's still hot because what I'm trying to say is I don't think we're ever going to enter and I'm praying that we're never going to enter an era where those Karens of the gay community God, I hope I go viral with that we're gonna put, I'm writing that down I hope I go viral with the Karens of the gay community um, uh, I don't think the Karens of the gay community are ever going to get that nitty gritty where they're going to be at a place where men are really practicing this hanky code and they're going to be googling like, oh my god, you're into that but I think that the dominant men if he sees a man who, for example, is submissive, or vice versa, a submissive man who sees a dominant man that he's so attracted to, and he sees this blue with pink polka dots on his left, he might actually take his phone out and Google it and be like, oh my God, I just figured out, I think that's so hot. He might walk over to him and be like, call my dick and Like, I don't know, I'm, just, I'm being funny, but it's true. You know, I think that's very fascinating that it might actually open up some of these fetishes, you know, to other men. And uh, I don't just really bring it back. So I'm really excited. It gives me hope for the gay community in the direction that I miss. And I've not only made so many men. I'm going to say there are a lot of young men who always say, they're like, you know, they hear my loud, obnoxious homo stories of Rick's. And even though they're pigs, and trust me, they're, I, I meet these young 22-year-old guys who are everywhere that I go. And this was in New York to here to my go on vacation. And I, I look at them, I have such respect for them. So I'm like, wow, a real pig. Like, you know, like, you're 22 and you're like really like on it. And, you know, I, I've met, like, for example, when I worked for the cop, I would meet younger guys and we would talk and they would say to me, God, I have to work so hard to have a quarter of the things that men in their 50s and 60s, you know, and 30s had. And then I, as a man in my 30s, oh, used to always say the same thing, God, I have to work so hard 
the amazing times that were so easy to me when I was 21. You know what I'm saying? So I, I pray, I really do pray we go in that direction. And that's the whole point of our podcast as well. It's not just about us talking about parties and, you know, you know, gay terms. It's also talking about, like, gay things that excite us. Because this excites me and Pig Rick easily so much. God knows there's a good handful of you listening who are like, fuck, I'm excited about this too. That's what I love. I think I, I think it's a great way of, like I said, showing your profile in real time, in real life. You can take it anywhere. You can be cruising on a train. You can be cruising on a, uh, on the street. It's a great way to like really connect and hook up without having to say much. Because we don't always have the luxury of cruising and communicating, talking to each other freely in public. So I think the Hanky Code is going to really open people's mind and broaden their horizons as a far as a form of cruising in public because with not for nothing with the COVID still going up plaguing and people not being vaccinated they can't go like in new york they can't go into indoor dining or indoor spaces so what are they going to do they're going to start hanging out going to outdoor events whatnot they will have to get creative because you can't go to a bar you're not vaccinated and you're still on the fence about it the hanky code is going to be going to do is going to be another option for you for oh cruising because men walking around Chelsea and Hell's Kitchen with fucking hanky. Rick, don't forget too, they they might be a hanky for vaccinate for people who are vaccinated. That would probably I'm be a sure hanky. <laughs> but I I'm obsessed with your statement. Profile uh, in real life. I love that. You know what's so funny, Rick? And I get I'm because like now I, I low key I want a hanky now. Like I really want, I really want to do that. I, th- I think that'd be so dope because. Wait, what's, what's your hanky? I have a twelve inch. I have no I, top or bottom. You know, you know, verse life is the good life for me. So let's not play that. But, but um, and I'm just, you know, I'm very friendly. But I, I think that would be a great way to like communicate without saying anything, which really turns me on. Like I like the whole stranger, you know, the not stranger oh, danger, yeah. but like. The anonymous, like, no speaking, but the chemistry and it's, like, it's so hot and you have this connection this moment. That's what we're talking about. The whole thing is it's not about your looks, and that's why I hate these Karens. I know, when I say Karen, even good-looking men, I call. The thing is, the whole point is, I say this all, I've said this so many times, and tomorrow, the magic of witchcraft, I wake up, and I'm six foot four, blonde hair, blue eyes, 12-inch dick, I got, like, every perfection. I still would be in the woods and the rambles having sex because I, it's true. It, it's not just a pig thing or I can't but get I someone. Think, I, I think anonymous snow string sex is so hot in our community. We want to lose that freedom. We want to have to hold the topic because what I want to say is sometimes it's not that they're not into it. It's not that they've been exposed to it. But I want to yes, take that. I want I to, that's that. a, I feel like that's another conversation that, you know, we'll, we'll have to go that down. next week. Baby, 
I already jerked off. He, he, he still wasn't giving me his address. But I'm like, you're not looking for what I'm looking for. This is really our last. And every once in a while, he messaged me. And I'm like, hey, and then I shut it off and go to bed. But the thing is, Scruff and Grinder, it's not them. It's our community. The men who are on those apps are not looking. The men who are looking are wearing a yellow hanky in the goddamn woods or at the gay clubs that I'm talking about. Oh, wait, Night Cruising talks about. Same thing even in New York City. Other than maybe that tourist, I've been hearing this from tourists. They do the same thing in New York. They don't go on the apps anymore. But anyway, we can talk about this for hours. I love it. I can't wait for next week already, Rick, because... Yeah, we had so much fun today. That's gonna, go on our that's gonna go on our relationship episode because I feel like what you touched on just dropped my mirror about something, but like I said, we're gonna put Paul, we're gonna put a pit in it and we're, we're gonna, gonna discuss it. We're gonna talk about it. We'll, we'll talk after we hang up we'll talk but but uh, before we leave let's remind our viewers about our website, late night Correct. Um, the part Always the website is still be the party's still updated. Do not fret. If you don't see your party listed or you don't see the part that you like, be patient. I'm I'm working day and night trying to get it up there for you. I appreciate your patience. I, I appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Y'all keeping our numbers up. We we stayed, even though we were gone, we stayed over a thousand downloads per month. We've yeah. never broken below a thousand. So I want to thank you guys for your support. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you tell your friends and share it. Oh, I, I just want to say really quick, I, I always do this. I really mean it. If you're listening and you have uh, comments, you have thoughts, you have questions, there's things you want to hear us talk about, I really mean it. Like, I, our, my dream and goal is for me and Rick Easley to be like a sex, uh, a view for gay men's sex. I would love for us one day to have to. I would love to have people comments. I would love for us to open up and, oh, Rick, we have a listener, you know, you know, Rick, the 15-inch dick from, you know, Kalamazoo, I don't know. Oh, I wonder, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into that. I think we could, there's a way we can do that. I'm going to look into that. Like, I, I, again, I don't really listen. Trust me. I'm really nice. So is Rick. Message us. Send a DM on my Instagram, Twitter. Rick's, you know, this. Like, but don't, but don't try to troll us because we don't, I mean, you, you're not going to get under our skin. So you can let that That's go. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've, I've seen, actually, I've seen I've comments and I think it's hilarious. But yeah, so send us a message. I actually, I, I do have to do it. I have a few people who have messaged me about late night cruising on my Twitter right now as we speak. But before I was calling you, I had three guys asking me that are coming to Fort Lauderdale. Do you know where to go? And I was like, uh, I, I want to answer you, but I want to answer you the correct way. Let me get back to you. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so late night cruising Twitter, late night cruising, cruising uh, Twitter, lit Instagram, and of course our website. Again, if you're looking to bottom Rick Easley on Instagram, <laughs> he's available in the Harlem area of Manhattan. He will travel. He is not scared to get on the M train or the Q train. He's ready. Um, yeah. I, I... And if you come to Fort Lauderdale and you put out in your pig, please find me on any app because, uh, like I said again, not being negative, but sadly, the majority of the locals here in Fort Lauderdale are not in my eye of pig or wanting to have sex with me. So if you're visiting Fort Lauderdale, message me. See, Rick, how I did that? I threw you under the bus for being a slut, and I threw myself under the bus. <laughs> Please, if you come to Fort Lauderdale, if, if there's any kind of sexual connection, I put the fuck out. Love it. All right, on I that note, it. have a good night, ladies. Um, good night, gentlemen and pigs. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>